Welcome back. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> this is Trisha. And I'm Evangelist Lorianne, and we are kicking, kicking it, it with Jesus. Jesus. I was just going to say, don't spit your gun at me. Right? <laughs> oh, man. Wow. So, <clears throat> I don't oh. even know where we're at. I do want to, I do want to, um, I do want to say this just because, um, and I didn't even talk to you about this, um, but kicking it with Jesus on Facebook and Instagram, you know we get a lot of messages. Just on one reel. One particular reel, yeah. And that reel seems to just really, it was just a conversation. But somebody had messaged us a couple weeks back and you know the person said I think that in the time that we're living in you should be talking about something more serious than this mm. And, you know, of course, I'm looking at people's pages and, you know, thank you so much for, you know, commenting, da 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 And it was just a couple nights ago. I really feel like Jesus put in my heart, the time is short, mm. make your words count. And I just feel like we really... I really feel like we're going to make our words count. And it, you know, I'm gonna say it the way I'm gonna say it and I'm sorry, but we can't, I'm not tickling anybody's fancy anymore. Right. This is serious, we're, it, this is a serious time to be living in. Right. And you are either in or you are out. And there is no in between. Right. And I just really feel, Trisha, as, and I, I'm not trying to go off of what I feel. Right. Okay, so let me rephrase that. Biblically. Right. <clears throat> Either Jesus Christ is Lord of your life and you have asked him to come into you, to abide in you and to forgive you of your sin, or you haven't. Right. And if you haven't, that's your choice. But let it not be said that we did not do our job. Right. So I really feel in my heart that what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a salvation call every time we close. Mm -hmm. Every time. You want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior? You want to come under his Lordship? This is how we do it. Right. And then just pray for people. Because if God has given us this platform... And God has, God has given people. And I mean, absolutely. And I think that's a great idea because it's not... We have two main countries. Countries. Belgium. Is that a country? Brussels. Mm. And Canada are our top two countries that are downloading the podcast. So, I mean, like... And there's multiple countries downloading our videos mm. on, pod, on the podcast. So... 
<clears throat> it's not just the United States that's here and kicking it with Jesus. So I, I agree that I think that we should mm. giving people the opportunity while they're sitting in the car or what in their bedroom by themselves on a campus somewhere that they're just hearing it themselves. That's, right. you know, I think that's a great idea. You know, I can't, I know that we kind of made a joke last week about like rabbit trailing everywhere because I, I definitely have a tendency to bunny trail right. all the time. <clears throat> and I said to the Lord, <clears throat> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And the Lord said back to me, Trisha, daughter, that's the brain that I gave you. Right. And sometimes it's really difficult to be me because my brain just doesn't, it doesn't stay, I'm everywhere all the time, but I get everything done. Right. I don't know if that even makes sense. That's because sense, God made women very good multitaskers. We re he like. really has, and you know, we make a joke about that, but that's the truth. That is the truth. I know it's a truth because it is even, <clears throat> science has even proven that. Men cannot multitask, women can. They have the brain capacity to think about multiple things at once. Is it fair? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so I get it, my brain doesn't stop. So speaking of multitasking, that's gonna bring us into what you're gonna talk about Mary today. and Martha. Mary and Martha's been on my heart <clears throat> for quite some time now and I'm like why 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 and then God just showed me mm. that and I don't even know if like he put my, Mary Martha on my heart for us to speak on the podcast about but more just for me and I just want to share it with others because yes. I think it's relevant to people now I've told my testimony on the podcast people know or if you don't know you can go back and listen that I haven't always been saved, mm. right? I hated God. I knew God was real, hated him. And then I got saved mm. and then I still didn't really walk with God. I still, you know, every once in a while thought about God and, you know, whatever, my mind was going. And now I'm like three years deep of Jesus, right? That's that switch. And I feel like he spoke to me through Mary Martha of who Mary Martha are. like. Martha, who rushed around and was doing everything and like getting frustrated and not focusing on Jesus, that was me. I was that, right? And then Mary, who is, Jesus came in and she's focusing her attention and everything on Jesus and just the attitude shift of both of them. You know what I mean? And I think that for my rest of my life, I'll always be a Mary and a Martha. Yep. I'll never not be a Martha <clears throat> just because I follow Jesus now because that's how God made me too. Like I also have to take a step back and be like, okay, I need to calm down. Right. And let me be a Mary right now and just look towards Jesus, right? So if you don't know the story of Mary and Martha, I'm gonna read it to you. It's in Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. And I'm reading on the Apologetics Bible, so I don't okay. really know what Bible, whatever it is, but it's the Apologetics Bible. While they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by many tasks, 
And she came up and asked the Lord, Don't you care about, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. I, you know, let me just say this. You know, when I hear Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things. How many times do we as women You know, Jesus wants us to tuck away with him and go into the secret place, close the door behind us and pray to our father in secret so that father can reward us openly. Mm. Or Jesus wants us to tuck away with him to talk about those things that are bothering us, those things that are so anxious within us. Like you're going through something with your baby. And Jesus is saying, daughter, come and talk away with me. Tell me what's wrong. Even though he knows what's wrong, I think there's something to be said when we unburden ourselves to Jesus. And I think that that, and we, we don't do it because I don't want to cry. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to feel it. I don't, you know what I mean? And we just keep going. So we don't think. So we don't, you know? Right. And Jesus is like, shh, come on. And that was Mary. I, I, in my heart, I'm thinking something's happening in that household. One sister is like, I don't want to think about it. Right. And the other sister's like, I got to let it go. Right, right. You know what I mean? I could be completely wrong, but I really, you know, I don't have a sister, so I don't know what that's like. But I do know I can get bogged down with a lot of things, being a wife, being a mother. Right, I think that's the point, too, is like, like when I, when I see this, like, Martha, Martha, you worry, you are worried and upset about many things. Like, that's me all the time. Mm. Worrying about what's going to happen. What if? Why? Why? What's going to happen next? Like, that is in my mind all the time, and it has been since I've been a child. And I think that Mary has made her right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. She didn't worry about the food or the dishes or how clean the house was or if the foot she worried about oh jesus is here i'm gonna sit at his feet and i think that like for me where it needs to be like okay parker has to get an mri and you know live in paycheck to paycheck or the house needs to clean or the food needs to get bought or i gotta go food shop and it's just like you know what let me just sit with my father come on and not worry about it. Just worry about the next step. Come on. Not even, I don't even mean to use the word, word worry, but go to the next step of what I can handle and what I can do at that point. And just keep calling on Jesus. Because for some reason, I have this thing inside of me that has complete peace. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's, mm-hmm. and again, and I, re- I, I said this in another podcast, but, and it's a, it's a song. Like I have a piece that makes no sense. 
You know what I mean? And I, I that song is so perfect because it's so true. I have joy in chaos. Because that's sometimes what I feel. Like there's so much chaos going on, but there's so much joy inside of my heart. But the peace that I have, even though nothing seems like it's going right. But isn't that what the word says? He does this beautiful exchange in everything. In everything, he takes the ashes of our lives, the mess that we made, he takes that and he gives us beauty. Mm. Like, huh? Everything about the kingdom is just upside down compared to our life, compared to earthly life, right? Right, right. I don't know why I just feel like I want to read this because oh. this is what I, and I want, this was not even... This is not even what was part of the podcast idea, but from, this is what I read today, and this is just something that, like, of us being quiet, and it has, and maybe it's just in my mind of how this can work out, but back in Exodus, chapter 14, Moses and the Israelites just left Egypt, right? There's a river in front of them. The Red Sea's in front of them. They are behind uh, the Pharaoh and his 600 chariots are behind him, right? There's nothing. The angel of the Lord, who has, who, we talked about this, was Jesus. Mm. Though there's going to be controversy from even saying that <laughs> on, on the okay. podcast, you right? But I believe that it's Jesus yeah. in the Old Testament because Jesus always was. The angel of the Lord went from in front of them to behind them, right? And then it says in verse 13, But Moses said to the people, Don't be afraid. Stand firm and see the Lord's salvation. He will provide for you today. For the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You must be quiet. Come on. What I, the way I look at it is, and what Jesus speaks to me about is like, What is my Pharaoh? What is my Egypt? <clears throat> the things that are in front of me. Come I on. just need to stand firm and see the Lord's salvation. And be quiet. And be quiet. That's the hot part. Because then if you go a little bit further mm-hmm. in verse 25, chapter 14, verse yeah. 25, it says, He caused the chariot wheels to swerve and made them drive with difficulty. Let's get away from Israel. The Egyptians said, because the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Yeah. That's amazing to me. Like, they decided to follow the Israelites because they're like, oh, they just walked through this wall of water on their left and their right on dry land. We got this. And they followed after, and then they got stuck because God was like, all right. Now they're in there. I'm going to let the water come back. Now the water's going to come back and it's going to make it mucky and muddy and the whales can't go. And they just had to be quiet because God was fighting that battle for for them. And I just feel like that's the same thing with Mary and Martha, right? Like her Martha's Egypt was everything that was going on that she felt like she had to do Mm. in her house. And the Jesus of Nazareth is here. We got to make sure everything's perfect, right? But why am I the only one doing it? You know? 
Mm-hmm. And then there's Mary who's being quiet and sitting at the feet of Jesus and soaking up everything he has to offer. And like, what is your Egypt? And how are you dealing with that Egypt? Are you being quiet? Or are you being loud and worrying and running around and, and what can I do? How can, how can I fix this? Because at the end of the day, we can't fix it. And I know that I'm being a Martha at the moment because I'm just like, how am I going to fix my child? Come on. And rightfully so. I mean, yeah. But I have to be quiet and know that Jesus loves her more than I do. Come on. And he brought her into this world and that he has a purpose and a plan for her. Yes. And, you know, you reminded me the other day when I was talking to you that God did speak to me a couple months ago, like three, four months ago, Mm -hmm. and said, this road is going to be hard. Don't forget that I'm with you. Come on. And I racked my brain of like, well, what's going to be hard about it? It's got to be this or it's got to be this. And I was trying to pinpoint what it was. I think nothing hurts more than that which is the most precious. Your, your family, your kids, or your, your spouse. Those two things, the enemy can hit and it will, it will rack you completely up, you know? Going back to Mary and Martha, this is my opinion and it's probably gonna sound funny when I say it, but in my heart, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, Mm -hmm. they all hung out together as kids. Jesus didn't make his debut as the son of God, Messiah King, until he was 30. So he's growing up with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And, you know, so in my heart, because... when we read the scriptures, we read Messiah. Right. And we know the beginning from the end because everything that, you know, we know. Right. They didn't. Right. You know what I mean? They just so knew Jesus. I think Mary and Martha, even though they were sisters, they had two totally different understandings as to who Jesus of Nazareth was. Mm. Because over and over and over again in the word, it says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Right. Right? Right. And so here's Martha going around doing all these things, trying to entertain. And that's what we do as, as wives, as, right. as women. Right. Your, your man has friends over. You're making sure that they got enough drink and they got enough food if they're whatever. Right. You know what I mean? So you're entertaining. And so I think that that was Martha. Where Mary had an epiphany. Something happened within her. I think it was the Holy Ghost, personally. I think it was the touch of God that said within her, listen to his words. Is he this God, this, this God in the book of Isaiah? Is that, is this him? 
And I think she understood that, you know? And so I don't think Martha did yet. Mm. I think Martha was, was bogged down by all this craziness. I'm going to have to pause this right here. All right. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> I just want to apologize. In the beginning, we were just talking about um, going through something with my daughter. She had to have an x-ray yesterday. She's 16 months old. It's been a big, big thing. Yeah. And they finally are calling me back at 7 o'clock at night to give me the results, so. Well, praise God that the doctor called you at 7 o'clock. I know. So, yeah. anyway, I, uh, we were talking about Mary Martha, so. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where we're going from here, but. I just, you know, again, I think Mary and Martha, Mary got the epiphany of she was starting to, that's why she was at the feet of Jesus. She... Something clicked in her. I think God touched her and I think she is like, yo, wait a minute. I think this, our friend mm. is Messiah. I don't think Martha actually had that epiphany yet. I think she, she'll get it later on when her brother dies, you know, because what we're reading here is right. everything is not in I mean, it does make sense if you think about... <clears throat> who Mary and Martha were, who Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were. They grew up with Jesus, like right. you said. So I don't I don't think I ever really thought about it like that. But, like, yeah, these people grew up with this guy. Right. They knew him. It says, like, the shortest verse in the Bible is he wept. Jesus yep. wept. Because he knew he was going to raise him from the dead, but that was his best friend. You know what I mean? That was his homeboy. Right. And he died. So... I, I think that, you know, even us, you know, when Jesus says a prophet is without honor in his own hometown, when you get saved, you, me, when you get saved and Jesus does this tremendous work inside your life and who you were and who you are are two different people, you know that. Right. But everybody else in your family, they were like, Psh. You right. know, and listen, all these years later, and I still get that. I still get that. You know, it's funny because that just reminds me of what I was just watching from uh, Pastor Mark Driscoll. It's like, he was talking about toxic family and mm. stuff. And he's like, sometimes, you know, you could be somebody that grew up in a different religion or an atheist. And you have to make the choice. Yeah. Are you going to follow Jesus? Or are you going to follow the family because you're part of this family? Sometimes you have to just turn you away choose. and choose Jesus because <laughs> yeah, you got regardless right. of what they're going to say about you. I can remember early on in my Christianity. I was grown, I was married, and I had a family. And a family member said to me, you don't come in here and stop talking to me about Jesus. Mm. The virgin has been in my house longer than you've been born. Like, veins popping out, like, angry. Mm. I wasn't even saying nothing about Jesus. But that persona of who I was, I mean, I fell in love with Jesus, man. And he was the very core, and everything was about Jesus. Like, right, right. Praise God, he kind of tamed me, but 
it just and I think that that for Mary and Martha same thing like what are you talking about Jesus I know him I grew up with him right he's my next door neighbor you know what I mean just come help me cook. Why are you sitting down? <laughs> like, Jesus, like, can I'm you the help? only one. Right? Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. So, I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of ways you could look at Mary and Martha. But I think what's beautiful about Scripture is mm. that this, is, this Scripture, this, this book is alive. Come on. Right? So, if you're reading it daily and you're being fed, Jesus is going to speak to you on something that needs, that's going to be relevant for your life. And he's going to use what's in the Bible. So I think that's how it's beautiful with the Bible. Like, I can read something and get something because Jesus said something to me that's relevant for me. But then you can read something, the same thing, and it's not exactly the same. You know what I mean? Where Jesus knows his children. Absolutely. He knows what we need. He knows the beginning. He knows the end. Right? He knows what our story's gonna go to. He knows what's gonna happen. So he tells us and helps us by reading the word and giving us, like, I just, like, this whole week I've been reading Exodus and I've just been hearing him and how it's relevant to my life. Mm. How is Exodus relevant to my <clears throat> life? You know what I mean? Like, Amen. so the point is just read your Bible, get a version that under, you can understand. You know, some people are like, oh, don't read this version. Don't read this version. Read whatever version of the Bible that makes sense to you. Because I started right. off with the ghetto Bible, yep. which is the message. Yep. You know what I mean? It's not exactly like the old King James. However, I started off in the message Bible. And then I grew. Right. And, and I understood. Yep. And then I got a different kind of Bible. Yep. You know what I mean? So then you just work your way up. It's just about starting just start. I started with the NIV, which was so good for me. And I dissected that thing. I tore it up. I even went in the back of the Bible because there were words that I didn't understand. Bible words are like, and if you listen to me, I don't I don't speak proper right. to begin with. That's the road I So, <laughs> so you know, <clears throat> I went into the back of the Bible and it had a dictionary. A Bible dictionary and <clears throat> I remember the one word that I, I kept reading and I was like what are they saying was the word zeal mm. and it just zeal just means a strong desire and all the words that I didn't understand I wrote on a piece of paper right. and then I wrote the definition on the side and it just let me say this I'm in class right now, and the class is a school of dying to self. Mm. And it's so deep. My professor's so deep. And he said, if you are not in the word, how can your mind be transformed? Right. Which is the truth. Right. How can your mind be transformed? And I just, I just wrote on my Facebook, and you know, I know I'm gonna piss people off, and that's okay. It, it is what it is. But that's what we're here for. <laughs> but stop calling yourself a born again Christian. Let me not say it like that. Sorry. If you're dabbling in tarot cards, if you're dabbling in stones, if you're dabbling in reading cups, and 
all this craziness and then you call yourself a born again Christian, mm. you may want to go in the word and see what God says about that. Right. Because the two don't flow. The two don't flow. Right. If you're talking to dead people, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it for what it is. You ain't saved. God doesn't give. But you're give. not talking to dead people. Can we just say you're, that? I'm, I'm serious. You're talking to demons. Right. And so let me say this. You better check this Jesus that you say that you're, you're serving. Because Jesus does not. Let me repeat that. Jesus does not. The Christ. The son of the living God, our Messiah King, Adonai, Jehovah, Yeshua. He does not give gifts to people to talk to dead people. Right. I'm sorry right. he don't do it because then that goes contrary to his word. Right. Sorry. It, the word literally says do not. So you need to renounce right. and repent for what you're, you're saying you're doing because that is not Jesus. It's just not. And I, there's a lot of people. And Jesus says, Lori, quiet, I'm working. Lord, I just want to tell them, Lori, quiet, I'm working. But it ain't in our time, though, right? <laughs> Can you work a little quicker? Hello? <laughs> but no, quiet, I, it's just, it's, it's really, it's difficult because the, some of these people, man, I love them. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. and what are you going to do? But right before you came here, um, I really felt the Lord say, I want you to take communion. I want you to, I want you to show my people. Now, even though we've got these communion elements that people use, mm. Let me just let me just say this is the truth, okay? Jesus don't care if you have a Belvita cookie, right. an Oreo, right, right, a piece right. of candy. Okay. He doesn't care what you have as long it's not about these right, per se. Right. It's about the remembrance of in your heart towards it. Everything, everything, everything. Let me say that again. Everything? <laughs> Everything? <laughs> it's a hot issue with Jesus. Right. And you'll never be able to come out from underneath that. It'll always be a hot issue. Mm. Because it's with the heart that you believe. It's with your mouth that you confess. And so... Um, I want you to explain what the body is, what we use, a Belvita cookie, an Oreo, a, a cashew, whatever you choose to use as the body of Christ, what is this, what does this represent, what is this about? About Jesus, the, about his body that was broken for us. Come on, come on such a deep thing isn't it right because even like when he sat at the table with his people and he broke the bread mm. even before he died he was showing them this is my body i'm breaking it even though his body like not a bone in his body actually broke 
I think it was like the detachment of his spirit in his physical body broke. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I think. That's Absolutely. what it's meant for. To remember that it's through his body that he gave up for us on that cross that day. That's what it is. Because I don't think we think of that often. Mm. You know, we just, we go through the motions of Christianity and we do things as rituals because that's what we do. Right. And there's a lot of times where Jesus is like, put on the brakes and stop for a second. Remember. Remember. I read something today and it really has to do with it, but we were talking about Abraham. And when Abraham, when God told Abraham, you know, I'm going to make you a great nation. Trisha, I mean, I cried this morning and it wasn't the first time that I cried about this, but you get bogged down by life. Right. Okay. So God says to Abraham, I want you to get this animal, this animal, this animal, and this animal, cut them in half and put yes. them on the altar. It wasn't <clears throat> unusual for them. Right. And what they would do is they would walk in between mm -hmm. the animals and, and basically it was, if I don't keep my end of the bargain, if I don't keep my word, let what happened to these animals happen to me. Right. Right? And God went like this. Shh, Abraham. And put him into like a light sleep where he, Abraham had his eyes open and he could see in the dark this light. And it was God, Trisha, walked in between the halves, the tables. And it was God saying, I alone make the promise. I alone take this bread. It's my promise. Mm. Remember what I'm doing. It's me and me alone. I broke my back for you. I broke. I allowed them. Because I saw your face. Right? Mm. And Jesus Christ is all about. I've made the promise, do you believe me? Right, right. So let's take the body. The blood. The blood that spilled? A new vow. Because, I mean, pierce this side, water and blood came out. Literally, blood spilled. Even the blood from his head dripping from the crown that they meshed onto his head. Can I tell you, in my opinion, what the blood and the water mean? The blood covers your sin. But the water, Trisha, the water in my heart represents when Jesus met the woman at the well. Mm. 
says if you knew, you would flow out of your belly, rivers, continuous water, rivers of living water, continually. Trisha, isn't that the Holy Spirit? Right. Constantly moving right. in you. Go ahead, try and do something yeah. you ain't supposed to. Continual. New rules. Who you were before. The blood and the body. When you said yes to Jesus, right? Right. And now all of a sudden you have him. And you see things different. Right. Because the Holy Spirit's constantly changing you from within. Right? Right. Let's take the body. <laughs> the blood. Simplicity, and if you want to come to Jesus, it's it's so He's made it so simple for simple people like me. Mm. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I know I, you. Nobody has to tell me I did wrong. I know I did wrong. Right. And there's a lot of things that I'm ashamed of. I can't go back. But Jesus, if you would come into my life and forgive me for the wrong that I've done. I can go forward. I accept you as Lord and Savior. Live in me. And that's it. It's as simple as that. Right. However way you're going to word it. Right. So you are you speaking to Jesus. <clears throat> not a specific, a specific prayer is going to... It's... You telling Jesus, you, you believe won. in him. Yep. You, like I tell my three-year-old, in order to get to heaven, we need to make Jesus our friend in our heart. We have to tell Jesus we want you to be our friend. I want to be your friend. Come on. I want to walk with you. I want to tell people about you. I want to run to you every time I make a mistake. Because just because I'm walking towards you doesn't mean I'm not going to fail mm. again. But I'm going to fail. I know that. But you covered me for that failure. But just keep making sure that my feet go down that narrow road. Amen. You know? It's not a prideful thing. It's not a selfish thing it's not it's not anything besides that Jesus just wants a relationship with the sinner that we are yeah and he wants to wash us clean and continuously wash us clean over and over and over again amen he's so wonderful he's so wonderful <clears throat> so for all those that maybe I don't know struggling um, in whatever let's come together and let's um, pray for the people that are listening Holy Spirit we just thank you and we love you Jesus I pray that you would touch every heart that's listening 
I pray, Jesus, that you would tug upon their heartstrings and you would show them, Jesus, them, in a personal way. First, how much you love them, but how much you want to change them because you never leave us the way you found us. That's the wonder of who you are. So Jesus, I pray that you would touch every heart, mend every brokenness, lift every shame, and set free every captive. Whatever it is that they're captive to, set them free. For whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So Jesus, we come to you, believe in you at your word, by the power and stripes of the Lamb of God. Amen and amen. Amen. Well, that was a really good episode. I'm sorry that I had to interrupt. I mean, I could have just cut it out and you would have never known, but we're just really keeping it real here. And we're kicking it with Jesus. <laughs> Hiccup. So, <laughs> say, hey, this is what we do. <laughs> so, uh... Until next time. We are just kicking, kicking it, it with, with Jesus. Jesus. God bless you guys. <laughs>